What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, with me today is a guest extraordinaire, which I think this is his first, is no, it's his second appearance on CSG. Um, a man who's wearing a resplendent uh, shirt featuring uh, a certain number, 27. Um, one of the black jerseys, which I think were one of my favorites of the varietals that they've had. And uh, it is Trey, don't call me Trayinator, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Trey. How are you doing? I, I am good. I've been watching Jamal Murray NBA bubble highlights today on uh, the day of our Lord 3 <laughs> 1. Um, I may or may not have shed a happy tear just watching the highlights of Denver come back 3-1 against not only the Utah Jazz, but the LA Clippers as well. Um, Had to explain to my girlfriend the beef between Markeith Morris and Paul Millsap, how that started the whole comeback, everything. (laughs) It was was a long history lesson today. Did she she enjoy the history lesson? That's that's, that's what the listeners probably want to hear. Yeah, very much. I, the other day I uh, took a shower and came out and she was watching, like the most like a youtube video of the most important 10 quarterbacks in nfl history and i was like who even are you like this is (laughs) very very proud (laughs) well trey has uh, come on and on the second podcast we did a podcast about movies um and the last time you heard him on this podcast we were talking about his time he went to italy Uh, in honor of uh, trey being on this uh, (laughs) podcast i'm drinking italian wine so um Thank you for honoring me. I, this is what I do, Sir Mitchell. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we kind of want to like, I want to talk about the Nuggets because I mean, much like yourself, you know, you are much like me, I should say, you're, you're a, a, a big Nuggets fan. And I guess what I want to start off with is what is your like opinion of the season in general right up to this point? I mean, it's been a, it's been a weird season, but what has been your overall take? It's funny. I was trying to figure out the way to word a tweet today. Um, and I, I, I didn't figure it out, so I didn't end up sending it. But the kind of g- general gist of it was going to be like, I think in 10 years, we're going to look back at this season. And it's just going to be like an absolute masterclass in the art of Nikola Jokic. Just like how big of a difference this team, like if, if you take Jokic off this team, and you have, let's say, Aaron Gordon as your best player, this is like an 11th seed. And, and they're the sixth seed right now. They're tied with Dallas. It's yeah. like, it's just absolutely incredible. And, you know, I, I know so much of the national narrative is uh, Joel Embiid's MVP case. And I think he's he and Jokic are both basically tied for me. They're mm-hmm. both extremely uh, deserving of that award. Giannis too. And then in fourth, DeMar DeRozan. But we, I hear so much about like, you know, well, uh, Joe and B didn't have Ben Simmons this whole season and they're the fifth seed or whatever. And it's like, Jokic both didn't have Murray and Porter this whole season. Like, <laughs> that's like, if I don't know, Joe and B didn't have Tobias Harris and Seth Curry as well. Like it's, it's, it's just crazy what he's doing mm-hmm. with guys who I think without Jokic, this team just probably isn't as good, but it's, I've really, really enjoyed this season. I think, most Nuggets seasons start off infuriatingly. Like they are like, not, they're like hot and then they're really cold and then they're hot and cold. But 
once like February hits, I feel like they really start to uh, start to uh, find their stride. Right. And this month has just been really, really great. I've really enjoyed watching them. DeMarcus Cousins has been really fun. It's crazy to me that like seeing pick and rolls with Austin uh, Rivers and DeMarcus Cousins in the year 2022 <laughs> on the Denver Nuggets has a wild statement to me. But I just, I've been really enjoying watching the team lately and seeing them kick the butts off Portland was great. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about what that reflected with how good the Nuggets are or how bad Portland is. And I couldn't really decide because that was a Portland was really playing well before the all-star break. They had like four notable wins. Mm -hmm. Josh Hart was balling. But then uh, Nurkic has another injury and suddenly they can't play. (laughs) They're sending, uh, who was the guy they had their start? was their start Eubanks. I I frankly don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Six foot eight. And he's trying to guard yeah. Jokic. I, mean, I only Jokic... watched a little bit of a little bit of that game because it was it was a it was a late one for me, being on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Every, every time the uh, Nuggets play any any West Coast teams, it's like I'll watch the first half and then go to bed and then set an alarm for like when the fourth quarter is kind of getting close, and then I'll like a uh, that Golden State game. Mm-hmm. I went to bed and then I woke up, checked my phone. It was like. 20 seconds left, turn on uh, league pass. And the first thing I saw was Jokic passing to Monte Morris. And I just saw that shot, ended it. That's all I saw. And then I went to bed because it was like 1 a.m. at that point. Well, it was similar for me because I I, I had actually forgotten the game was on. And, right. and then I turned in just, I went, oh, shit. And I tuned in just in time for the last sequence between Curry's shot and uh, uh, Monte's shot. And yeah. then I had to go back and watch the movie. I'm like, oh, watch, watch the game because uh, uh, I, I was kind of paying attention. Uh, I, mean, I wasn't. And I, but it's, it's so weird because I go through these periods where I'm like hypersensitive to it. And then I go through burnout. And I think it's always in February where I go through NBA burnout. And I kind of mentally check out from it. I mean, I, I I know that you've gone through the same thing where it's like, oh my God, there's so many games. More December. December, yeah. I'm kind of like the holidays are happening. I don't care for a, a Wednesday night game at, I don't know, Orlando, right? whatever, yeah. my hometown magic. Yes. Well, it, it, so uh, big news came down. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, looks like he's heading for a uh sometime in march we don't know but signs are pointing to a sometime in well this month i should say uh, now that we're in march um return uh i had been hearing that he had felt good immediately after the surgery and i've seen been calling uh, it a a procedure not a surgery it is a procedure it was a it was a pain management basically for someone who has back surgery the only and i've been telling people this my mom had a similar thing so i'm kind of like people need to understand this like this is this it's very common to have follow-up surgeries because it just your nerve gets impinged and it creates sciatica so but it's interesting how mike felt better just almost immediately i mean uh yeah from what from what people say 
So what are you expecting from MPJ when he comes back? Because uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos that uh, Mike Singer's had and, and Harrison Wins put out. Is there, is there, do you just have any kind of expectation of how he'd fit in like with this team as it is right now? Well, I know he's a lot better of a player than Bryn Forbes, but you see what Bryn Forbes does on the second unit, just like how much his being able to actually make a three-pointer changes that off changes that offense mm-hmm. um and while I think Jeff Green has actually been really good this season I would I would love to see him stick around for another season I know he never stays more than one season with a team now <laughs> but uh I would I would love for him to pick up his option or whatever I'm, I'm pretty sure he's signed the two-year contract with an option for the second year but uh I just think it'd be great I I you know he's one of the best shooters in the NBA I, I, I don't think it'd be anything but good it's always tricky with rotations coming like a guy coming back from injury, because that means someone else's minutes are going to get cut. Mm-hmm. I think eventually it'll probably, probably be bones, but, uh, or like a mixture between bones and Austin rivers, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit of, uh, Jermichael green or Zeke Naji, but I'm excited. I, you know, he, I drafted him in a fantasy basketball league and was just like, what the hell at the start of the season, I, he was like my <laughs> second pick. And I was so upset. I was like, who, what is going on? And it was obvious, like there was something going on, but I, I, there wasn't any word about it. And Mm -hmm. then we find out he was dealing with back pain stemming from the final preseason game. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I, I love watching him play. He's really, really good shooter. Uh, The only summer that I covered the nuggets um, was the time he got drafted so mm-hmm. that was I was and then he DM me on Twitter to play NBA 2K with him. So I, I, I always feel a special connection with Michael Porter Jr. I remember uh, you being in the draft room when they drafted him. With uh, yeah, I me. didn't like it because I was like. It just it wasn't something that I mentally was prepared for. Well, I was thinking they would take like. Gilgis and Alexander, which Troy Brown Jr. was Troy Brown. Yeah. And the Clippers took uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander uh, like at 14? Uh, 12. 12. Okay. And then they drafted a guy who isn't in the, I don't even remember his name anymore. He's not in the NBA anymore. He's not in the league. And it's funny (laughs) because it's funny looking back on that because you and I had similar reactions to it. And then I saw what turned me around was seeing Mike shoot at a, uh, I think it was a summer league war, uh, one of the preseason camp thing. And he just stood out there and he was shooting. And I'm like, this is this prettiest stroke I have ever seen in my life. It is just amazing. Well, and like before the draft, we had heard that like Sacramento was thinking of taking him too. And then, mm-hmm. like, the Bulls worked him out, and they they were really, really high on him, and, like, all this stuff. It was it was so weird. And then you hear, like, he has a back procedure, and just, like, everyone was worried about that. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it, it was wild. Yeah, I mean, I remember you, you took a picture of me, and I just, like, looked defeated. Uh, it, was, it was really funny. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty, pretty cool night, 2018. And then, um, you know, he obviously sits out that whole first season. And then, like I said, I was watching stuff from the bubble today just because I think the bubble is like one of the coolest things in the history of sports. 
Mm-hmm. Just the fact that all these people, like, I know Altitude filmed a documentary for it, mm-hmm. but I don't have Altitude. I have League Pass. So, like, I've wanted to watch that thing for so long, and I, I can't figure out how to watch it. But anyways, um, was watching stuff from that, and just, like, his emergence in the bubble was so much fun. He's scoring 35 and 9 and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. his ability to just hit threes, I mean, that's something that I think Monte Morris is a pretty good three-point shooter. Will Barnes, I mean, the whole starting lineup's been pretty good at shooting threes this season, minus Jeff Green. Jeff Green's like a 31% or something. But uh, just adding Mike to that starting lineup or if he comes off the bench or whatever, I just think opens up another, you know, dimension for a team who is absolutely streaking right now. They're, I think, what, 35 and... 36 or, and sure. 25. Okay, 36 and tw- 25, um, tied with Dallas right now. Hope, mm-hmm. Weirdly hope the Lakers beat them. I never root for the Lakers, but do hope the Lakers beat them. Uh, <laughs> it'd just be nice to see Jokic have all of his tools, you know? Um, it's weird I I, they were playing so well before Jamal's injury and uh, I have a story about that but they actually and I think we have kind of a memory hold some things they won like six in a row after the trade deadline and it it was was ten no it was cumulatively it was eight because they had won two games before the trade deadline so and then, but then they lost to Boston. And then they lost to the, the Warriors. And my frustration, I remember this because the next day is when we found out the severity of Jamal's injury. And I'll never forget it. I was listening to it while I was getting a COVID shot. So I, I, I yeah, yeah. And I was getting it as it was happening. And I'm like, what a mix of emotions, because I was so elated I was finally getting this. And then you're hearing about Jamal, and it was like, oh. But I think I think we memory hold that a bit, because they started to come back to Earth a bit. And my feeling is they were on their way. Um, but truth be told, I think the changes they've made this year with Bryn Forbes and... They're a better uh, team. Yeah, and and Demarcus Cousins being just a big body, um, I think those additions have made them a better team if they are fully healthy. Well, it's been wild watching the benches evolution this year because, I mean, we watch Faku lead it at first, and Nugget Square loses his spines. Argentina, you know, tries to verbally assassinate people on Twitter. It's it's a wild thing honestly it's pretty fascinating um and then bones gets kind of promoted to the starting backup point guard and then we get signed to marcus cousins and like the last few games what i've really noticed is just like the ball movement is crazy like they actually look like a functioning offense it's not just jermichael green pick and pop threes that i know aren't going in uh and it's it's just it's been fun um i like to pride myself as being at least in my opinion, the biggest Austin Rivers fan on uh, Nuggets Twitter. I, mm-hmm. I got drunk one night and bought his jersey after he won the series against Portland. I spent like 140 bucks for a custom-made Austin Rivers jersey. Uh, wore it in uh, New York City at one point and got some comments from that. That was fun. But, uh, yeah, Austin's been really good this, this year, I would say, this calendar year. Um, Jermichael Green's been playing great. Zeke Naji's been hurt. But uh, it's been really cool seeing Boogie play and 
he wasn't really statistically doing too well for his first few games. And I know he was probably injured and that was a big reason why they hadn't signed him for like a week or so, but he looks like he has his legs now and he's been looking like he's having a fun time. looks like the city's really embraced him. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, not the game before Portland, um, he got like a standing ovation from the crowd, which is just awesome for a guy who's been through a lot uh, medically, you know, he tore his Achilles with the Pelicans and got signed with the Warriors and everyone thought it was going to be the Warriors were going to be even better because they had Katie, Boogie, Clay, and Steph and like he didn't do anything. And then he goes to the Clippers and has, you know, he was pretty, I, I remember the Nuggets playing him against him and he being pretty good offensively, but for some reason he just couldn't get it there and then the Bucks cut him. So it, it's, it's nice that he's found a home release for the rest of the rest of the season, but well, it's got to be hard on him being a former superstar who is on vet, you know, 10 day contracts. Well, I'm trying to decide, and maybe you can help me out with this. I'm trying to decide whether the Nuggets bench looks better just because they have an actual five now, because, you know, until the Portland game, DeMarcus was, I mean, he was okay, but if his name wasn't DeMarcus cousins, we wouldn't think as highly of his first few games. Right. And that's what I'm wondering. So is it because DeMarcus has just provided that big body that they needed? Because, you know, what were they, they were trying to do uh, Jamichael Green at center and that was not working. And they were playing Faku with them and it wasn't working. Faku and J. Mike were just not, not having it. Now, uh, Bones hurt his ankle against uh portland um it makes me wonder if we're going to see more faku Capasso minutes uh which i think actually the bench is better enough now to where uh i think demarcus cousins actually that if he's playing with faku i think that could be a, will help faku yeah i think that could help yeah faku does a lot better having an actual center on the on the court but mm-hmm. um yeah, the bench has been, you know, surprisingly good this these past few games. It's been really, really fun to watch them. And it, it, it's fun to just have Bones and Boogie out there just because those two guys have each respectively have great energy. Mm-hmm. Boogie is kind of like, he's kind of like Eeyore out there where he's just like always mopey and mad. And then Bones is like the Tasmanian devil or something. Like he's just crazy out there. He's been, he's probably been my favorite. Obviously, Jokic is repeat of a possible mvp has been my favorite thing to watch this year but mm-hmm. seeing bones kind of blossom before us has just been a lot of fun well i, I it's interesting because you have for, i got this i guess it's stuck in my head that that you know you mentioned austin rivers winning the play up portland series and i'm like austin rivers cost terry stotts and neil o'shea their jobs <laughs> it's just and it's it's poetic because you know guys like tory craig and Jeremy Grant cost Doc uh, Rivers his job too the previous postseason. So the Nuggets, mm-hmm. are, if you're playing the Nuggets in the playoffs this 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 upcoming year, you like better make sure you have actual job security because they, they have they have a record. <laughs> they do have They'll a record for you. They do have a record, although they didn't cost Quinn Snyder his job. So Yet. I mean, can't Yet. can't win them all. Um, so overall. The Nuggets actually have 14 home games and uh, I think seven road games left. 
Um, how do you see this kind of end of season stretch? They got 21 games left. So like, how do you see this shaping up? I'm just hoping that Michael Porter Jr. comes back within the next two weeks and gets some legs under him. And then we haven't really talked about Jamal yet, but Go ahead. I, I just, I don't know why. I just, I feel like with his ACL, I don't, like if he comes back the week before the playoffs, I don't know what to honestly expect from him in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know how much I would want to rely on him in mm-hmm. that. So I, I'm honestly really kind of expecting that I, in my head, the Nuggets going into the playoffs are going to be Porter and Jokic being the best players. And I think mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon has made a step this season. He has been awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. I have really, really, really appreciated watching him this season. He's turned into like, I've, I've kind of compared him in my head to like kind of what Kenyon Martin brought the Nuggets, but yeah. Yeah. I think he's a better player than Kenyon Martin. Mm. Um, and he's just, he's hitting through. I don't know what he's shooting at like his three point percentage, but he's gotten to the point where when he shoots a three, I'm like, I don't feel bad where as last season, I, I didn't really feel that way. So he's been great, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's tricky because I don't know if I want Denver. It's not even really a first round thing because I think they would beat, they could beat either Utah or Memphis, mm-hmm. but in, in, in the second round, I would rather play the Warriors than the Suns. I know Chris Paul's hands hurt, but we watched that playoff series last year. <laughs> it wasn't fun. So <laughs> either way, I think it's going to be tough, but if they have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Oh man, it, cause I think they are a better team than, than they were last year. The bench is better. We're not starting. I was, I told you earlier, I was showing my uh, uh, girlfriend some videos from the playoffs last year. I showed her the Austin Rivers game. And I was like, we were starting Faku and Rivers. And she was like, they were starting? And I was like, yeah, they were starting. That's like what it was last year. So I think we're more reloaded this season. And um, I'm just optimistic. It, whatever happens this season, I've enjoyed it so far. I've enjoyed watching Aaron Gordon, enjoyed, enjoyed watching Bones. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jokic just does the incredible every single night. And it's easy to like forget about his greatness but um i've just enjoyed this season and whether or not the niggas make it pretty far in the playoffs i'm very hopeful for the next few seasons so well before i wrap up this segment what's your thoughts on the season nicole Jokic has had um i did a, co- a podcast a few weeks ago saying it's okay to like both Embiid and Jokic um, I have an Embiid jersey <laughs> yeah it's okay to like them both I mean I don't happen to like all the free throws but I don't think that's an Embiid thing that's an unofficial thing so what do you think of his year and what do you think of how that fits into where you saw Jokic last year who won, when he won the MVP I think Jokic is genuinely a better player than he was last season I think he's progressed defensively, he's progressed offensively, and he's progressed as a leader. And I would like to see those things re- rewarded. I per I I personally think he might genuinely not want to have the MVP again. Like yeah. I I think he might think of it as a nuisance and an, an annoyance, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I will preface <laughs> this by saying I very much like Joe Embiid, but that dude is actively campaigning for the MVP. Right. Where it you like turn to Jokic and he's like, brother, I don't want it. Like, I don't want that award. I want Jamal Murray back brother. And it's, it's, it's pretty funny to watch. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Jokic is just incredible. I think this season, what's been amazing to me is the amount of game-saving blocks he's had. Mm-hmm. I that Raptors one, I I always take my phone out and record the end of possible uh, the end of games so that could have a possible games-winning shot, just because I think it's fun to like record that natural reaction. So mm-hmm. that game against the Raptors, I uh, record that and I just started screaming, Jokic, Jokic, because it was so much fun to watch that. Um, but yeah, it's this this season's been a lot of fun. Jokic, like th- th- there's nothing that hasn't been said about him, but I think his defense has gotten a lot better this season. Uh, and it's just, I think whenever he is done in Denver or with his whole career, we're just going to like look back and root, really realize how great of a player he was i think he's going to be a top 15 player ever it's just i i can't believe there was a freaking quesarito or whatever the taco Del meal was <laughs> when he was drafted i 2014 it, it was crazy and i remember his summer league i was like this guy is like nifty rookie <laughs> season in those in those powder blue jerseys I was explaining to my, because that was my freshman year of college and I had league pass. So I was like, would watch every game. And I'd explain to my friends who like, didn't know who the nuggets were. I was like this uh, Jokic guy, like de- uh, December 15th, 2016, the day he was put in a starting lineup. Like he's just, he's just different. There's something crazy about him. Um, and it's just been this unreal journey. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's an honor to watch him every night. I never, I don't know if I ever told you this story or on this podcast, but I think I did. But um, I remember draft night 2014 very vividly. Uh, my uh, recently deceased friend, uh, Les Shapiro, was there with uh, uh, Nate Timmons and myself. And it wasn't a real packed uh, uh, media lounge. Um, Les was there. No with one Woody. cared about the team in yeah. like from 2014 to 2016. That first Brian Shaw year was so full of drama. One, two, three, Cancun. Oh, so bad. And it was <clears throat> that was the Andre Miller yelling at uh, Brian Shaw on the bench year, and um, it was just bad. So I anyway, loved Andre Miller. <laughs> so for 2014 draft comes along. It was me, Les Shapiro, uh, Adam Kinney um chris dempsey and uh oh think woody page was there and aaron lopez alo and they do this draft and they draft doug mcdermott with less uh nate and i were wanting them to draft zach levine and I forget where yeah. Levine went. I think he went right before they were supposed to pick. I think he went 10. And um, so anyway, they do the trade, Doug McDermott. They trade it for, well, Doug McDermott, but they trade it for Chicago to Chicago for yeah. the, the Gary, Gary Harris and, and Nurkic. And then they go to the second round and they draft Nikola Jokic. I will be honest with you. Nate was paying attention, only kind of. I was not paying attention at all. I think I was talking to Adam Kenny. And Nate kind of bumps me, you know, nudges my arm. He says, like, oh, the Nuggets draft someone. And so we ride, we're doing stuff on Denver Stiffs. Nate had the night, so he was, like, writing an article. And he says, I don't know anything about this guy. So he's, like, starting, he's writing it down. He likes and, horses. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
we go to the press for the post game, the, the post game, the post uh, draft thing. And Conley gets up there. He gets yeah. a bunch of questions about Nurkic. He gets a bunch of questions about Gary Harris. Gets a bunch of questions about uh, Tuck McDermott. And then he gets up, and I'll never forget this. And I've told Tim this when I've when I've when I've seen him. Yeah, I've heard this one. I remember. Gets up, straightens his suit, and he says, "No one's going to ask me about Nikola Jokic." And he looks. I hope someone has a video of that. <laughs> Because that's like a legendary start to the Jokic documentary that's going to be in Serbian and transcribed into English subtitles. Right. And it was so, it was amazing because I, I Tim does that a lot, by the way, because he wants to make sure the second round guys get their love, but he was emphatic. Uh, the previous year, he did that with uh, Joffrey Laverne and Eric Green. Remember those guys? And uh, Joffrey was going to be a lot better. <laughs> King Joffrey and uh he 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 but this was more emphatic and he's just looking down at us and we're like <laughs> and so I walk up to him and I uh, and after the thing and I ask him a couple of questions he fills me in but from that inauspicious beginning where I got to admit I was not one of the people on on Nikola Jokic uh it was it was Kalen Duremo who was way in on Jokic at the beginning uh for the guy who formerly ran uh um round ball mining company and i i look at that and then i look at where he is now and i'm like this is fucking amazing <laughs> it's, fucking it's amazing. like whenever i watch him it's like you aren't be- you aren't believing what you're watching because mm-hmm. it's just this guy who has zero athletic ability that it's like like he looks like it just he just looks like he just looks like a guy you know mm-hmm. he just looks like 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 a regular dude and obviously he's seven foot tall but it's hard to see that when you're watching it on tv mm-hmm. more emphatic in person but it's just like he he throws a freaking curveball to monte <laughs> morris in the corner and it's it's like and monte missed it he, threw, he like, throws a knuckleball yeah monte better have walked home that night. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal um I honestly though I didn't really watch that game but uh it's 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 incredible and like I remember I just remember watching him my freshman year of college and just feeling like I had this secret that no one else knew and no one would believe me and then I even remember last year because I bet $30 on Nikola Jokic MVP odds in December of 2020 I won $670 on Nikola Jokic winning the MVP. And I remember I I tweeted it because that was my first ever bet. That Mm -hmm. was the first sport that I've ever had in my entire life. I tweeted, just bet $30 on Nikola Jokic MVP. And I had this one guy who I'm friends with, Noel. uh, He said, there's no way that happens. And I was just like, I'll wait, I'll wait. And I, I bookmarked that tweet. And the second it happened, I blew him up on Twitter. He, he's my friend in uh, real life, so I, I can do that. But he's a Laker. He's a LeBron fan. Sorry. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I would just like, ha- I, I let him have it because it was, it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's just like what Jokic is doing this season with this team. I, I wish the situation with Altitude Sports and Comcast was fixed mm-hmm. because, like, my dad – for example, can't watch the Nuggets, and that sucks because he's the one who introduced me to basketball, and he just he doesn't he doesn't actually watch the games because he's not able to. Mm-hmm. My mom 
she moved to North Carolina so she can have me pass, but her TV is like connected to the wall. So there's like no space to plug in something to like make it a smart TV. No. She can't really watch the team either. So it's kind of frustrating in that part. But uh, yeah, it's just, I think this season is going to be something that we look back and we're like, Jamal Marie went out, Michael Porter Jr. went out and they were, they're on, they have the same, I'm like 99% sure I heard on, I heard this on Locked On Nuggets, that they have the same exact record that they had last year mm-hmm. at this exact point. And that in itself should make him the MVP front runner, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I didn't even realize it. Wow. Okay. Well, I, 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 on that bombshell, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, uh, we're going to uh, go to the next uh, segment. But first, we're going to take a small break and we will back, be back on the other side. All right. Before I proceed with the rest of this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th of Blake and Wazee, a beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. It's just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Uh, go there now and kind of book yourself a virtual wine tasting. Uh, they're out of the Red Zinfandel that's uh, finished in whiskey barrels. Um, that sold out very quickly. They only had 300 bottles and they're all gone. I had one of them. It was very good. Um, but they also got other things. They've got uh, 2017 Cabernet. They've got uh, the Rip Blake Street Blend. So go with, go to Blanchard Family Wines in the dairy block and check them out or go to bfwdenver.com and order yourself a bottle uh, for delivery pickup or, or uh, curbside pickup or uh, shipment. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Mozzie, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you talk to him go in or you talk to him tell him jeff morton from csg podcast sent you there okay trey sir mitchell we've got to talk about the utter horror of trying to watch a set philadelphia 76ers game right now because i don't know if anyone watched that game on sunday it was abysmal i could not I could not watch. I think they shot like 70, almost 73 free throws. I, I mean, it was ins- oh, over 73 free throws. It was insane. I, I, who wants to watch that? that? That is my question to you, Trey. Who wants to watch that? I feel like DMV employees want to watch that. That's the <laughs> correct answer. Like if you work at the DMV, you're very, I'm an apology sending DMV workers that uh, you like are very used to just like slow stuff. So you just like, yeah, I'll watch James Harden shoot two free throws and Joel Embiid jump into Evan Fournier's receding hairline and shoot two free throws. <laughs> Nuggets legend. Nuggets, Nuggets legend. I remember, I remember when he started his first game. It was in the freaking 2012 playoffs. Yes, it was. It was, uh, yes. He and looked so young. He looked young and he had he looked a, so young. Young and a full head of hair. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> A, yeah. a full, complete head of hair on young Evan Fournier. And I remember he got into My, a twi- uh, Twitter exchange with Danilo Gallinari where they kept calling themselves fam. That was always fun. <laughs> My roommate is a diehard Knicks fan. We have a giant tapestry of Tom Thibodeau in our apartment. And this season has just been brutal for him. Because I, I was always kind of like, I didn't buy the Julius Randle stuff. Like when we both decided to buy Knicks stuff, 
Yeah. Just because we were pretty in the Knicks last season. And I bought an RJ Barrett shirt. So I'm like, I, I don't, I, I, I've seen Julius Randle. I, I don't trust this thing. Yeah. I really don't trust it. And now it's like come full circle <laughs> and uh, they are just terrible. And I remember when the Knicks hired freaking Tibbs, I was like, this is the worst hire ever. I saw this guy run Lou Aldang so much that he had to get a freaking spinal fluid tap. The next day, like this guy, he's not a modern coach. And that's what the Knicks are seeing now is they're, they're, you know, Kemba Walker agrees to just not play the rest of the season. It's brutal. Yeah. It's terrible. And I I think the Knicks are, the NBA is absolutely better when the Knicks are good. I I think it's a much better product and a much better league. No, I agree with you. Um, As I mean, there is a new book. It's so fun. I, I love the fans. What though you like? I'm sure you like the whole Bing Bong thing, then. <laughs> oh yeah, Bing uh, Bong, your uh, life. <laughs> I there's a book, new book out called Blood in the Garden by Chris Haynes, uh, who uh, uh, was uh, writes for Fifty Two Eighty, I believe, or used to. What does he write for now? Wall Street Journal? I don't know. Anyway, he. Uh, wrote this book and the 90s Knicks were my jam that was my second team so I understand man because the the that it the, the the league really is better when the Knicks are better and that is primarily because the league office is located in New York <laughs> but had they New York City is the best <laughs> but they I mean I, I, I so coming back to this I mean you got the whole whatever's happening in with the Sixers Simmons and uh, Durant are not back for the for the Nets, who are just kind of stuck in the eighth spot uh, in the East. When you look at the East, it's kind of a been a better conference than the West this year, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you have teams like Boston who were recently surging. Mm-hmm. I, I can't admit I've watched a lot of Boston this year, but I, I, I do have my ears to the streets. So I know what Zach Lowe and um, Kevin O'Connor saying. That's my mm-hmm. main podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're doing pretty well. I mean, okay. So we have Philly, we have Milwaukee, Miami, Cleveland, Boston. Um, I'm missing one team. I don't know which team it is. Um Atlanta is up there. Like, like it, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting playoffs. I mean, how shitty of a situation would it be for the Miami Heat if the Nets are the eighth seed, and and that's like that's right. your first round playoffs? It it would be. I mean, you also have the plan, which is funny because LeBron James said that whoever made the play in should be fired, and now the Lakers are ninth in the NBA in the Western Conference and are in the plan. So ironic. That's King James for you, people. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about this because so stupid. I was thinking about this because I I saw the Nets beat the Bucks on what was Kyrie it, Saturday thirty nine points or something like he's playing well. Yeah, and won't, I was don't get the shot, but he's playing well. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, man, the Bucks. I thought it was just they were bored. Grayson Allen. Yeah, it's the curse of Grayson Allen is what it is. I really do think it is because that this team just looks weird. They don't look right. And they were playing that game against the Nets, and I'm like, they should be killing the Nets right now. And they just, it just didn't. Yeah. 
And Middleton has not been as good this year. And I think that is a big key too. Middleton has not been as good this year. Going back to Grayson Allen, I, I was so mad when the Alex Caruso thing happened mm-hmm. when he, he injured his wrist because I feel like as a Nuggets fan, Arturis Karnasova, we want to support, like, at least I do, I want to support him. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. I, you probably do too. And the Bulls, like when they signed DeMar, everyone was like, why did they do that? Like he's 32. No one, like I think like two, five guys ever have had their career seasons after age 32. Guys fourth in the MVP race, you know, <laughs> they signed Lonzo Ball. Absolute ball. I should, that was a bad pun. Uh, he's been, he's been great. Um, Zach Levine, been great. Alex Caruso, freaking awesome. It just sucks that they're so injury ridden because I, I, I think, okay, so the Nuggets are my favorite team to watch. The Grizzlies are two. The Bulls are probably three. The Cavs, four. The, those are my, like, favorite teams to watch. So the Bulls are just an absolute blast. I just hope that they can get healthy for the playoffs because I I think they have as good of a chance to win the East as anyone, probably. And they're well, I, I wish they were fully healthy. I mean, I wish Caruso was there. I mean, that's, that's the thing because I think they would give – any of those teams fits. And I think the league came back to DeMar Rosen. You know, it had changed away from him. He was, he's more in the Kobe vote mold of mid-range, mid-range, mid-range. But the league went away from it and came back to him. So now it's like, I, I did a podcast on this like three months ago. I was like, Jamal, when he comes back, is going to have a great time with these new rules because he is. He owns I mean, the mid-range. He owns the mid-range. And Michael Porter Jr. could do that, too, if the Nuggets ever actually ran any plays for Mike. But there is a there's that that they came back to it. But back to back to this whole thing. You know, you remind me of something, by the way. I remember Zach Lowe when he wrote for Celtics blog. <laughs> Zach Lowe did. I, I know Kevin O'Connor did. Yeah, uh, Zach Lowe did in 2008, nine, right around there. And then he got scooped he up. Awesome. by he got scooped up by Sports Illustrated. Back in the day, I've known Zach for a long time, um, but Are you, okay. But he 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 is. I mean, you're talking about your favorite podcast, and I kind of want to kind of incorporate this with the East talk. Is there like is there do you, uh, with your go to podcast? Have you noticed a trend with like? Like the ESPN pods always talk about the Lakers. And except for just Zach Lowe, who is a big, big Nuggets, uh, this version of the Nuggets believer. But do you find that uh, like certain subjects coming up, like the Poop Collective and and the. <laughs> and the and Winhorst. <laughs> and you notice that there's just kind of this obsession with the Lakers that needs to go because the Lakers suck. Basically is what I'm saying. I haven't noticed that as much. I mean, I think the obsession right now is Ja Morant. Yeah. And that's awesome to me. Yeah. yeah. Like anyone who dislikes Ja Morant is just, you know, they belong in the poop collective. It's just, <laughs> it's, he's awesome. He's so cool. He makes a full court in the air buzzer beater to end the second half against you know i'm sure you saw that play where steven mm-hmm. throws the ball to him it's just awesome scores a career high he's so cool and it, it 
like the Grizzlies are awesome. You, you, no one can dislike the Grizzlies. They're yeah. so cool. Desmond Bain is awesome. Stephen Adams is awesome. Um, Freaking slow mo. So it's just a, re- a very cool. I, I remember. Me, I think that 2018 draft. You and I were both like really high on Jaron Jackson Jr. too. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just a really cool team. Taylor Jenkins is a cool coach. Uh, only thing I don't like about that team is Justin Timberlake is a partial owner. Never been a fan of him. I'll tell you this. The I th- I said this on Twitter and I got some blowback and I was really surprised. They remind me of the 2013 Nuggets. They are split. They play for, even for this era. They, they play in the playoffs. Yeah, they play extremely fast. And but man, you get them in a half court setting, and it's, yeah, it's not great, and it's not good. And I am just seeing like you're gonna that's get a, them. That's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, because that Nuggets team was fun, extremely fun. Um, it's, just, it's like Ty Lawson was like a top ten player in the top twelve player in the NBA. Like Ty Lawson and John Morant, how fast they both are. I mean. Yeah. I, I see a ton of parallels, but I'm also seeing a, a, I like the the Grizzlies and I'm, I'm like, but I, because I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm seeing the parallels because I'm like, oh man, there's going to be a team, Phoenix probably, that slows them down to the point where they have to do run half court sets and Jaw's going to have to start chucking these 40 foot shots because their, their their offense is just going to kind of go devolve into nut to mush, and that's my worry with them. I think they need some sort of structure. But other than that, they're a really fun team to watch. You have and there's no doubt in my mind that they are probably the most fun team to watch in the NBA right now. I'd love to see them put some of their chips in and get a second ball handler. Mm-hmm. Um, my ideal fit for them is Jalen Brown. That won't happen, but. If not, then you can get a guy who I'm not really big on anymore, but I think the collective NBA might be in maybe Bradley Beal. You could yeah. probably you could probably get Brad Brad Beal at this point. Um, even like an Eric Gordon would be really helpful for them, just like a secondary playmaker. Um, someone like Josh Hart, another name I like for them. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is a really great year. Like no one has seen that. No one predict. Not a lot of people predicted them to get this far, to get no. this high standings and. Jaw has been like that, that he's one of the hmm, five players, four players in the NBA right now that I'm like, like if he's on, I I'm tuned in, you know, I, I would like to watch that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Bamba being my first and then John <laughs> Morant, but uh, yeah, he's, he's been great. And the yeah. West has been you and Kevin you know, O'Connor. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I literally have some wearing a, Jamal Murray shirt jersey right now in my closet five feet away from me. My other shirt jersey is a, um, a Mo Bamba one. But going back to your initial question about mm-hmm. my podcasts, I don't hear that much about the Lakers, honestly. Like what I've been hearing right now this week is like a lot of DeMar De, uh, DeRozan talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Lowe's podcast I didn't listen to, to today yet just because it's all about the Eastern Conference and I know about the Eastern Conference. I don't, I'll probably listen that tomorrow. Um, the mismatch is the other one that I just, I love. Uh, le- uh, listening to Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor, like they had a, <laughs> they had, a, I, I can't mention what they talked about on, 
right right now on the their last pod. I think I sent it to you, but they're just hilarious. They, I don't know if you uh, listened to them, but they did a like an answering uh, machine bit, mm-hmm. like, like Chris Vernon was talking as if he was uh, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. after the playoffs, and it was it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But they're really good. I mean, they're you know overall uh, NBA podcast, but. I mean, I think right now it's it's been a lot of the Grizzlies, some Nuggets, a lot of Celtics because the Celtics are a big team and people like talking about them. They've been good. Um, and then like the Cavs, Raptors, those young teams that have been playing pretty well. Um, Chris Vernon infuriates me because he is about, I think he's a year younger than me and he looks 20 years younger than me and it's bugs the crap out of me i mean how does this face and his voice do not match they don't match his voice is like a man who's in his 50s and his face is like a 20 year old and i i I swear i i don't understand it it doesn't compute uh i've always liked chris vernon Uh, i was aware of chris vernon way back in the day um and they are they are one of the best podcasts and because they argue and they they don't they're a married agree. couple yeah they don't agree uh i actually do listen to the poop collective i i do because i just sometimes but i just like hearing like bad reality tv like, i like hearing so entertaining i like hearing uh bon temps and uh mcmahon pile McMahon. on him yeah I, I, that, I love that episode last year when he had that meltdown over Jokic was like the greatest thing i had ever heard just like where you're like no 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 no, we're gonna stop you brian because you're being an asshole (laughs) i think if bon temps uh who i know a little but not very well uh called him a jackass (laughs) i'm like like, that's 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 the best thing ever and this is great one though is i i i can't stand ramona shelburne Mm, yeah when when because like you know, the only, the only reason why is because she's just like a Lakers propaganda person. She was on, um, she was on, was it the uh, jump? Yeah. The jump or no, it was cause that's not around anymore, but she was oh. on some NBA podcast and she was saying something about the Lakers. And the second she stopped speaking, Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins burst out laughing and you zoom into her face and she's infurious because like, she was like talking about Westbrook being good or something. It was, it's just weird. The whole ESPN Lakers thing. It's it's so strange. Well, because they're not good, and like I I feel like you will get more listeners if you talked about the Grizzlies, just because more people care about job and Anthony Davis falling well, the ground again. Doesn't that go to the way the NBA like promotes itself though? It's like, uh, well, how much do you see Jokic promoted, and he's yeah. the MVP? Yeah, that's that's that's. I've seen that's one commercial where yeah. uh, I think it's from Google, and they're talking about like uh they say something like how many serbian fans have turned into nuggets fans and that's Mm -hmm. like part of the commercial and i'm like oh cool we're Mm -hmm. mentioning the best player in the nba nice my my thing with aspn is the nba really farms out they don't really dictate and this is what people get wrong the nba doesn't dictate how coverage goes um the networks are extremely lazy both TNT and uh, ESPN, because what moves ratings is the coasts, basically. And 
one of the things that is infuriating is that it just creates this kind of feedback loop where it's constantly, well, we don't, none of these things drive ratings, but they don't drive ratings because no one sees them. And it's just like this thing that keeps going back and forth. And it it is unfortunate because like I heard the last two podcasts, um, in the last two podcasts, uh, there was a, um, um, on, on the mismatch, they were talking about the Nuggets. They talked yeah. about the Nuggets on the last two, uh, one of these, and it's, and it's, uh, uh, and, uh, so, I mean, yeah, so, but in, in a, to kind of follow up on an anecdote here, um, I, Uh, you know, I was just thinking about this as I change kind of midstream thought here. What, who, other than John Morant, who's your favorite player to watch in the NBA who's not a Nugget? Big fan of LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a fan of the Ball family for a while now. Yes, you uh, <laughs> I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me think. I really like Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty Barnes is really cool. Evan Mobley, all the Cavs. Darius Garland, I've liked for a while. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. I bought a shirt in 2017 of Jared Allen. It's him mm-hmm. shopping in a, a grocery store for glass cleaner because of mm-hmm. how much he cleans the glass. And I've worn that shirt proudly for multiple years. And now my guy, Texas Brethren, is finally a, uh, an all-star. And I feel very validated. So <laughs> big fan of the Cavs. Um, West Coast, Steph has uh, always been a fan of Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anyone else? The NBA. Giannis. Love Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, a lot of guys in the Magic I find really interesting just because they're not a good team. But, like, I like Cole Anthony when he's not in the dunk contest. I like um, – Obama, RJ Hampton's my guy. So, yeah, I like I I, anyone else. I can't think of anyone else. I like all the players you mentioned. Um, all of the Bulls, too. I actually like Devin Booker. It's and it's mostly okay, yeah, Booker's cool. And it's mostly because uh, I am one of the few who few people who got to talk to Devin Booker between we could Kentucky, have had him between Kentucky and when he was drafted because he came out here for work over him and he was cool uh booker was just a cool dude so i will always i will always cape for booker um he was asking about the city right mm -hmm. you were you you, yeah and i said uh he asked uh nate and i uh nate timmons and myself about um he hadn't had anywhere any place to eat so he was looking for a place to eat in Denver while he was here. And uh, Nate gave him a couple suggestions. Uh, I, I gave him another couple suggestions. But then he sat, he, he stood there and BS with us for about, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes after that. And it was just, it was just cool. It was just, he was a cool dude, cool dude. I, I, I just, and, and ever, ever since that interaction, I've been like, this guy's, this guy's great. But uh, the, the Zach Levine thing, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember this trade, but remember my video? Of, His dunks uh, in, the, in the pre, yeah. In, in the workout? They got mad at you, right? No, no, that was Justice Winslow. Oh, um, Justice Winslow. Okay. I, I, I accidentally tanked uh, Justice Winslow's. 
Well, you know, the freaking Boston Celtics wanted to, to trade two first round picks to get him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if you affected Danny Ainge, now part of the Utah Jazz, my my personal favorite team in the NBA. Yes. Yes. You you and the known Jazz fan Trey Mitchell. Um, yeah. I, I I think that I like cool guys. Um, but as far as like oh, my, I also like. Go ahead. Going back to this kind of draft thing, I have a picture of Gary Trent Jr. in a Nuggets jersey during his workout. I like him. I support Gary Trent Jr. as well. I forgot he came. Oh, wow. I have a picture of him, yeah. Yeah, and you and I were at, I think, most of the draft. uh, How many pre-draft workouts did you go to? All of them. All of them. I think you and I went to him, and I'm – He was cool. (laughs) And then then there was – Freaking, who's the guy from Texas Tech who the 76ers drafted? Oh. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he he just flamed out. God, I forgot his name. I've seen so many draft prospects come through. Um, none of them have been the top ones, but, I mean, seeing Zach Levine do his dunk contest dunk. Zyre before, Smith. Zyre Smith, yeah. Um, seeing Zach Levine do his dunk contest dunk. Like before he ever did it, it's just it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, so. he, he and Aaron Gordon are so so cool. Yeah. So um before we before we wrap this up, um let's get your thoughts on oh, by the way, shout out to the chat. You know who you are. I'm not gonna list every screen name I've seen. Shout out to the NBA chat. Okay. <laughs> My chat. Yeah. No, this is it's cool stuff, y'all. Great stuff. I enjoy reading it, even if I don't comment. Um, Jeff, have you been playing Podal? I have not. I I have you avoided. Should, you should it. play it. I have avoided. It's actually fun. I have avoided both Wordle and Purtle. I have avoided so. Wordle as well, but Purtle is genuinely. Fun. <laughs> I I my my girlfriend is freaking in, like crazy. She she got it on her second guest yesterday without a silhouette. Note for the uh, uh, listeners, if you use the silhouette in Podal, you are a certified loser. You cannot use the silhouette. You, you, you just got to guess, all right? But, yeah, so it's a <laughs> lot of fun. Like, my sister uh, texted me today. She's like, have you done it today? And it's, it's just it's, – it's, it's fun. Oh, I, well, I, may, maybe I should – but I still haven't seen uh, Game of Thrones or Euphoria. So, I mean – what kind of person am I? But this is something that you know, like you know this players is true. in the NBA this is, more this than is true. most yeah, right. things. So it's actually <laughs> right. fun because it's like, oh, I'm smart about this one thing. <laughs> Let me flex about that. But yeah, I don't play Wordle either. Euphoria season finale, not the best, but it, I don't. I don't. I am not a. I am not you a teenager. You wouldn't like. You would not like Euphoria. No, I'm not a teenager who do does drugs. So I. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm 23, so me neither. <laughs> Important distinction, Trey. Important distinction. Um, before we get going, um, the Batman. Uh, let's just talk about this. You've been talking about the Batman for a while. You have been a big supporter of Robert Pattinson as the as uh, Bruce Wayne. So Bobby Pats. So, just give me your. I mean, you. We both have not seen it yet, but it's out. It's getting great reviews. Really good reviews. So. And it's three hours long. It's basically a film noir. So 
what are your are you in i've are heard you, are you going to see it is that is my question for you yes and the thing the comparison that i've heard about it is going to make you ecstatic i've heard people compare it to chinatown uh, that's a film noir yes I, I, and that's yes. what I, that's my favorite movie of all time so yeah <laughs> yes yeah i i've heard that comparison a few times um i don't know if you watch youtube uh reviews but my favorite youtube reviewer is named chris stuckman oh i love and, chris um, stuckman I, yeah, I, i'm yeah. subscribed he, to his channel yeah he uh he has review he compared it to chinatown i think so definitely watch that chris stuckman is awesome he's financing his own film as well um, i did i did see the kickstarter thing today for him yeah right? i I, 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 I awesome guy I, I i i may or may not have invested in that uh, project <laughs> of his so um yeah but, um, but, but yeah anyway yeah you i mean I, I'm, I'm more interested in what you have to think about it so yeah so i'm seeing it on friday with okay. my girlfriend and her mom uh gotta go get a root canal that morning so it'll be robert pattinson will, will, will be fighting against you know, crime in Gotham, I'll be fighting against nerve damage in my back left tooth. So we're both Batman in some sense. Uh, but um, no, I've been a big fan of Robert Pattinson. I, I really like him as an actor. He was in a movie called Good Time that just absolutely blew me away. Uh, he was in a, in a movie called The Lighthouse that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird movie, but he was really good in it. And I've just been a big fan of him and uh, having him get cast. I'm a giant fan of Ben Affleck as Batman. I know I live on that island and there's not a lot of us, but like Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with him just looking the part to me. Like Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. And it's a lot of that is just because Andrew Garfield is what I imagine in my brain Spider-Man to look like when I read comic books. Um, and Ben Affleck does that. But Robert Pattinson is just one of my favorite actors working today mm -hmm. the batman looks so cool paul dano freaking love him in his work in prisoners and then he's also in one of my favorite movies of all time called swiss army man mm -hmm. which is a very weird movie but i love it um colin farrell as the penguin i've heard really good things about that zoe kravitz catwoman amazing matt reeves the director i've loved everything i've ever seen him direct and i am so ecstatic that he's doing this um jim gordon uh who plays jim gordon i can't remember jeffrey wright yes jeffrey wright awesome freaking mm -hmm. nirvana playing the trailer music awesome <laughs> it, it has everything you know i my i was a giant fan of spider-man no way home the last big comic book movie to come out that mm -hmm. was my personality for a whole year i spent a lot of money to fly to LA <laughs> on two days notice to go see Tom Holland talk about the movie and watch Aww. the trailer live that was a lot of fun filmed the vlog about it on my YouTube channel but uh that was cool but no Batman looks awesome I I'm so excited for it uh I think it'll be a better movie than Spider-Man I feel like I'll probably like Spider-Man more just because I'm that's my favorite character mm -hmm. but uh Batman is just uh, gonna be so good I I'm really looking forward to it there's been nothing bad like like everything's been great about batman the press you know the trailer has been great posters mm -hmm. have been great the reviews have been great twitter stuff's been great so I, i'm very excited i mean my you know my theory that a well-done batman movie is peak comic book movie it's like that because he's a human and he's one of the few who doesn't have superpowers, so he's it's just like you could do so much with that 
uh, because he is intrinsically human. Um, That's what making it a detective mystery kind of mm-hmm. movie because that hasn't. I mean, The Dark Knight was probably the closest we've gotten to that in a Batman movie. Yes, you're right, um, and uh, certainly Michael Keaton's first ones, first two were not that. Um, that was more of the first. I watched Batman Returns a few a few months ago. That that was wild. That was a wild movie. I had forgotten how grotesque. It's like it an, it's be. like a bad acid trip. It, it. I mean, I mean, Danny DeVito eats fish. Yeah, yeah, he, um, he was good. He was he was great in it, and I love the end where the penguins are taking him away. You know, but uh, the it's just Gotham on Christmas was cool too. Yeah, and what I right before we go is there any movie non comic movie that you've seen that you would recommend to the audience within the there last two. year that have come out? Yes, yes, there are two. This past. Uh, less than a week ago, I saw a movie called mm-hmm. The Worst Person in the World. Um, it got nominated for Best Screenplay at the Oscars this year. It's, it is a Norwegian film, and it is excellent. I highly recommend everyone see that. The second film I recommend everyone seeing is called Coda. It is on Apple TV. It is about a girl who um, she wants to be a singer, but mm-hmm. she's the only person in her family who is not deaf and is really good. And it's very like the people who are in the film that are deaf are actually deaf in uh, real life. Big Oscar movie. Mm. It's not the best movie I've seen, but it, it, it's really good. And it, um, I don't know if any, anyone has heard the, of the movie Peanut Butter Falcon, but it has the same vibes as that movie. So those are the two. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I haven't, um, the, this Oscars, I don't, I haven't seen a ton of the movies, but um, yeah. I will say that and then also a movie that i've seen recently that is not recent but it came out last year in the heights love that movie too okay all right um there was a movie i forgot the title of with uh, uh ben the tinder Cumber- swindler too i watched tinder that documentary swindler. on netflix that was fun <laughs> and a, fun is not the right word entertaining no. entertaining yeah um what uh what was that movie with uh, uh benedict cumberbatch where he plays Power of the, the dog no, 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 not that one. Um, the okay. uh, the one where he plays the uh, guy that gets in. Uh, he's like he caught in a spy thing with a Russian uh, uh, defector. Oh, I don't know. Oh my god. Oh, anyway, that was an excellent movie. Uh, if I, okay. if, I could, if I could remember the title, Benjamin Cumberbatch's Spy. Yes, and I wouldn't recommend. I mean, Power of the Dog is. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz, but it's like, I, did you see it? No, my girlfriend saw it. She was didn't think it was like the best. It's it it's not very good. I I was very surprised. I was expecting more. It just wasn't very good, and it's like been up for all the Oscars, and I, I I'm perplexed because it's it's just me, not very good. Let me take a look at the Oscar movies and see which which ones I've seen. Coda, I will highly recommend though. I, I and. Uh, uh, I, I did really enjoy that movie. Marley Matlin's in it. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Best Picture Noms. We have... Why is the Oscars website so hard to navigate? Um, okay, Power of the Dog. Dune. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. Um, I do recommend Dune, though. Um, 
Coda, House of Good. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of these. No, you haven't seen Don't Look Up? I have not seen that, no. I, I don't recommend it. Really? It's it's poor. Best setup. picture, okay. Yeah. Belfast, I've not seen that. Uh, Coda, I've seen that. Drive My Car, that's a foreign film. I haven't seen that. Dune, I've seen Dune. Loved, loved, loved Dune. Licorice Pizza, I very much loved. Uh, a bit controversial because it has a love story with people who were not of age. Mm-hmm. Um, West Side Story, I did see. Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> Power of the Dog, I have not seen. King Richard, I have not seen. Okay. Nightmare Hollow, I have, I have not seen. So, Dang. Licorice Pizza was my, fa- was, my, was my favorite movie of the year, though. I will say, I think um, The Worst Person in the World was the best movie of last year that I've seen. Okay. Well, I will see. That's the one I haven't seen. I've seen, I saw Coda. It's and really, it's- really, really good. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about it. Okay. Because right. I don't want to spoil it for people, but it might be hard for you to watch right now. Right. Okay. Well, uh, Trey Mitchell, Sir, Sir Mitchell, um, thank you for <laughs> uh, gracing me with your presence on my lowly podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for talking about uh, whatever we talk about and uh, I will hope that I have you on again uh, sometime soon yeah I always I always love talking about the Nuggets my favorite sports team in a in the world a team that <laughs> I sent Jeff this recently but I had a Facebook memory oh god I gotta I gotta uh, pull this up and send uh, tell the people what I posted on Facebook in the year 2011 um, <laughs> let me see uh let's see here okay so the first time i ever interacted with jeff was because he you were you were like a correspondent for the fan was that what it was no i was uh, doing a, fan? i was doing the guest thing on the fan and uh, okay i was in studio well the the fan had a, a thing where you could text in your thoughts on stuff and they would read it on air mm-hmm. and uh february 25th 2011 i posted on facebook oh sorry sorry, sorry. first i'm going to post my first one, I was just on the radio. I sent one over three, the one of four through the fan at a TXT and they read it out loud. And then <laughs> the same day, I said, I have been on the radio three times in a row. One of three of the fan keeps reading my TXT, TX, TXS. I send them woohoo. And I, I'm pretty sure Jeff was the one who was reading my texts. So that was 11 years ago. <laughs> well, that's 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 amazing. And I have known. I, I, I remember exactly where I was. I was in Thornton, so it worked out well for you. It does. Yeah, I, I I have known Trey for a very 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 long time. He is he is one of my best best buddies on this in this planet. Uh, he and I talk daily, so it is absolutely my pleasure to have you on my podcast. So anytime you want to come on, so. I love talking the Nuggets. I want. I'm you know giant fan of them. I. My Twitter is half Star Wars stuff and half Nugget stuff. Whenever I tweeted about the Nugget stuff, I feel like I'm alien, like I'm annoying the Star Wars fans and vice versa. So I always <laughs> love talking about my favorite team in the world. I love how you have both, and it's uh, you probably equally annoy both with Star Wars. Well, there's some people like <laughs> like my friend Blair, for example, who um, big fan of Star Wars and the and the mm-hmm. Nuggets. So that, like people like that, they're like, oh no, I love all your tweets because you tweet about all these things I like. I'm like shout out, yeah, shout brother. out to Blair. Shout out to Blair. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so I, go ahead. Can I plug one thing? 
You can. Go um, ahead. Okay. And tell people where they can reach you and stuff too. Yeah. You can reach me on Twitter at the trainator. Um, there is something I, I, I have a podcast called skywalking through the league and, um, there is a fundraiser that we are part of called the Amadala initiative for equality in Texas. And, um, I would, if you, if you follow me on Twitter, check out my podcast at skywalking TL. Um, this fundraiser is about, um, if, if you haven't heard the state of Texas has made it so that, um, transgender youth aren't really able to be themselves in that state. And um, this podcast, or sorry, this uh, fundraiser is to benefit the um, Equity Texas Foundation to make sure that transgender youth have the ability to um, be themselves. And so their parents aren't uh, legally in trouble for supporting their children's transition. So I, I just wanted to uh, plug that. You can find them on Twitter. Um, let me find that tweet. Um, at uh, the Amadala Initiative at Amadala Helps. So that is a fundraiser that I'm uh, taking part in and I'm very passionate about and stuff like that. Oh, uh, that's a, it's a great cause. And uh, everyone knows my position on the issues. And um, follow uh, Trey at the Trayinator. Um, <laughs> he's he's just it's well worth well worth your time to to give him a follow and uh and all that stuff but i do uh once again my friend i appreciate you coming on so yeah uh, it's always a blast um but the batman um, and nicola Jokic. that's right the joker <laughs> and the batman yeah this is right but this is how we do it that's how we do it on this yeah. podcast so anyway thank you all for joining me on the latest uh mortcast i will be back soon with another episode goodbye